0: Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and we are officially back from our summer vacation over in Croatia. Nick is back with his family. I'm back with my family, and uh, it was a great time. Much wine was had. I I, I drink probably too much white wine <laughs> over there, but it's hot. The last few days was like 37 degrees every day, um, and we have this one patio that we go to, which I think is the most beautiful patio in the world. It's off this great beach called. It's uh, the area's called Brela off the uh, on the Croatian coast, and there's this one patio that we go and have lunch there. It just. Remar- Remarkable, fantastic spot. And uh, yeah, enjoy the wine while we're over there. We have a great time. We kind of disconnect almost completely. Um, so, good stuff. But now we're back. We're going to get the podcast kicked off again. And on this episode, we have um, Andrew Palhitas and Paul DeBruzzo. They've been on the on the podcast before. These guys work with us. They're part of the Rockstar team here. They're two of the coaches here at Rockstar. They're young guys. They're in their early and mid-30s. When they started working with us, they were they became Rockstar in our circle members. Um, they were not part of the team. They just joined up to be members. And we started helping them buy investment real estate. And now 10 years later, they're part of the team and they're helping other investors. And that's basically how we've grown. into. To hear their journey and what they've been able to accomplish for themselves is remarkable. On this podcast, we're going to talk about how they're now segueing into land development and becoming developers themselves. So the reason that I'm excited to share this is, think about this for a moment. Here's two guys in their 20s, just started buying some real estate as investments for themselves. That alone has allowed them to change their financial future. If you map out their future from their, where they are today, another 10 years, it's incredible what you can kind of foreshadow. And now they are going getting into land development. So um, anything is possible in your life if you decide you want to do it is Is my message to you. If you're listening to this and you think something's not possible, trash that thinking immediately. These guys are testament to that. I love that, uh, hearing their stories. And actually, Paul's going through a bit of a uh, a, dec- a big decision in his life right now, which he shares, and we kind of kick off uh, the podcast with that. I still have a little bit of vacation brain going on, so I was dragging. I don't know if it's a bit of jet lag or what, dragging a little bit, but uh, they helped me through. Through that and uh, over the next few weeks we'll have more new podcasts coming out i'm actually taking off again to miami for a little bit it's my uh 20th wedding anniversary so i'm gonna uh Carol and I are going to take off for uh, for a few days to Miami to celebrate that. But uh, the podcast will be coming out more regularly. And listen, if you're, if you're listening to this, some of the best stuff that we can offer, especially if you're outside of Ontario, you're not close to us. We have people emailing us in from Alberta um, and British Columbia quite often. You want some information that may be able to help you in some way. Some of the reports that we've put together are probably the best place to start. There's four reports. The one we get the most heat over, absolutely, is the one that is titled... I'm going to read it off to you. Does paying for your kids' education really make sense? Now, we are not anti education. We are pro education. We've spent more money on our own education after university and college than even. During that time, much more money after. So we are definitely pro-education. But this report is just a little analysis on the money that you spend to currently send your kids to university versus taking that money and buying an income property and just seeing what happens and which gets further ahead faster. So it's just a little thought exercise. So that report is at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash reports. But there's also one called Destruction of the Middle Class and it really maps out how property prices have changed over the last um since what 1969 is the data that we have and then we we uh we extrapolated the trends forward right to 2055 to see where property prices could be headed so obviously we don't have a crystal ball it's just a little bit of an experiment just a little bit of of, of charting to see where we where property prices may end up we kind of find that stuff interesting that report is there then we have a roadmap to 235 thousand two hundred dollars in yearly income by a real estate investor that we've helped over the years and then the newest one is Ontario's population explosion the untold story, how Ontario's population trends are creating amazing opportunities for savvy real estate investors. We really feel over the next 10 years is a unique opportunity to get your hands on some real estate because of the population growth in this particular area. So you have to be smart with all of this, obviously, but there is a big opportunity over the next 10 years and I'm convinced that 10 years from today, it'll be much harder to buy all sorts of property and people will scratch their heads and say, what happened? Why can't I find real estate anywhere close to Toronto or the, anywhere really in the Golden Horseshoe? So this is a really unique opportunity this next 10 years. Pay attention. The landscape in this area of the country is changing fast. And with that, we're going to uh, segue into the podcast with Andrew and Paul, um, They're going to talk about their land development, some of their thought processes around real estate, some of what they're going through. But but specifically, I think of what they're going through with this land development project um, is really interesting to see how someone can start just from buying some um, properties for themselves and segueing into becoming developers uh, themselves. So with that, let's get on with the show.
1: Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carrazza. Are you ready? Let's go.
0: Okay, we are live with Paul and Andrew. I don't know, this is going to be some kind of show of some sort. (laughs) Uh, Paul, before, I want to thank you for, I've never done this. I don't know if I've ever thanked you you're kind of a weird person, and I mean this in a good way, because you're one of the few people that will walk in and with one sentence say, no, no, I, I really mean more. this. I mean, this as a compliment uh, that you are. Uh, you walked in one day and you said something to Nick and myself like, yeah, you guys should buy this property. And it was in Oakville, just off Kerr Street. And if anyone else walks in and says, you should just buy this property, I kind of like, I don't know what to make of them, but. You have a knack with properties. I know my shit, especially in Oakville. You know your shit, definitely. <laughs> and outside Oakville, um, but you said to buy this, and I just looked at Nick, and I don't know if the timing was right or whatever. And I think two days later we bought it, and uh, that property we bought for five thirty-five. You're telling me today it's worth seven fifty. We just renewed the mortgage on it. The rate went down to two point seven four, mm-hmm. so uh, three. The mortgage on it's like three fifty. What did I just say? I'm just back from vacation. I can't even remember. So I'm wine myself. So you got like 400,000
2: equity. Yeah,
0: so thanks, man. 400,000 equity over 2. the last five years on a property. I appreciate that.
2: 2.5% commission on yeah.
0: <laughs> did, did we ever pay you any sort of commission on that? No, I think we did. No comment. No, I think we did. No comment. No comment. I, <laughs> I think we did. No, yeah. Out of the 400,000, I think you got $1,000. <laughs> I think you got a thousand. See, 2.5%. Anyway,
1: if you knew your shit, you would have done a joint venture. Yeah,
2: I was trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> I was trying to, to be a nice guy.
0: Listen, before we get into all your real estate stuff between you two, I can't even keep track of Airbnb, Turks and Caicos, of land development projects. You guys are on fire. But uh, your health, you said you lost weight. Why did you make a point to lose weight this year? I'm curious. Because well, it's been this year.
2: Yeah, yeah, from January till uh, till now. Yeah, so uh, the last couple of years, 20, um, 2017 and 2018 my health was kind of volatile nothing super serious but just a lot of related to uh, stress and uh, the repercussions of that and just poor lifestyle decisions and too much work and too much too much of too much so I cleaned up my lifestyle a little bit and my business and how I run that with you know more assistance and uh, you know a much bigger team and then uh
0: what does cleaning up your lifestyle mean well did you just go to bed on time like I don't, I don't feel like you were doing lines of coke or something. no 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 i, I was that's what if i was hearing this and i didn't know you and someone said that i'd be like what is this some kind of partier dude or something well sometimes you're a nice family you, you, man you you try and do a lot and yeah it's, it's okay too so much. you were just getting pulled in too many directions yeah and
2: then i don't know I, i'll just mention it now anyway but uh most people might not know this but i was actually a, a full-time fireman in the city of toronto like 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 24-hour shifts and seven days a month and 42 hour a week on average and
0: then so all doing that plus sorry the, I just hesitated seven days a month doesn't sound that sounds like a good <laughs> yeah, t- I know no I know how busy you are with the family and stuff but when you just hear that seven days a month I was working like, yeah 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 it doesn't seem that bad until but, you get on the truck yeah yeah got it no no and and I full respect I mean that is <laughs> yeah. a, that is a dangerous important role for sure yeah
2: anyway. Uh, with all that and a you know, portfolio and sales and family and kids and that I was just broken so you know this year I uh, like coming up soon or actually right now I'm basically gonna retire so from fire from so that's gonna be over which is sort of just closing a door a chapter of my life but uh,
0: that's a big decision man
2: yeah 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 it's a big thing but I think it's the right thing I think it was necessary to do and uh, real estate's been good to me and to us so you know You're young. how old are you now
0: 34. 34. When did you buy your first property? 24. Yeah, so 10 years. You're young, man. Yeah. You have 10 years worth of real estate, probably a glorious 10-year run in real estate. Who could have timed this? But so.
2: I, I, I never say, you know, you, you can't judge experience. What, how do I say that? I think I screwed this up. You can't
0: judge a book by its cover? No, you can't. <laughs>
2: you, you, can't you can't judge... You can't look at someone's age and say their experience it's your, 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 or, or why. So yeah, it, yeah, you have to judge it by experience, right? Totally. Is what
0: I'm trying to say. Agreed. I'll never forget when Nick and I got into real estate and some some lady just chewed me out because I messed up on the paperwork. And she's like, I've been in this business 20 years. And then I later figured out that she did like about a deal a year. <laughs> and at that time, Nick and I, even though we were just in the business, I'd almost had more experience than her in like eight months than she had in 20 years. So yeah, I totally agree. Exactly. But uh, is this the fire decision? Like, have you been freaking out over this decision? Oh, it, it,
2: it tortured me for a year and you know when I was you know at my low point in my health like pull the mic a bit closer to you. When, when I was in the low point of my health all I could uh, say to myself is I can't wait to go back because for me that meant okay I'm better but then the better I felt the more I couldn't go back couldn't see myself going back to that and uh
0: So it was a strange thing. And I think part of the reason that you were able to make that decision, correct me if I'm wrong, is you saw a better path for your life and you had the plan for it. You've been in real estate for a while. You see what you're able to do with real estate, right? Mm -hmm. You're business savvy. You've started a family and have a family. So they're important to you and you can kind of see and map out a better future for yourself. I think a lot of people, if they don't see that path in front of them, it's hard to make these life changing decisions. And I think you can see that path a little bit. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you can probably project out 10 years a little bit now.
2: All, All that. Yes. And then, but I just add one more thing is I'm I'm I may not seem like it but I am careful where I invest my time and then if I went back to that plus did all the things I was already doing something would have to give again and it would either be my health or my family or my real estate or something would have to blow up and I wasn't willing willing to sacrifice my family and real estate just gives me a lot of more joy believe it or not than even though I love doing what I did and I love the guys and uh, and the gals And, um, you know, being on the, being a fireman, being on the trucks, it was, I got more joy and there was more
0: challenge in the real Mm -hmm. estate. So I had to give one of them up. It's interesting. If I look back over all my freak out moments in life, and I'm not trying to say you freaked out over this decision. Oh, I did freak out. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. out. There have always been like the best moments in my life because I think my first big freak out moment was the end of university when I realized my degree wasn't going to give me any kind of financial security in my life. Like when I, at my last year at university, I I finally realized I was opening up the career sections in the Toronto Star back <laughs> when you read the newspaper. And I realized my degree, it's a bachelor true. of science in psychology wasn't going to get me any of these high paying jobs. And I completely freaked out and it made me spend thirteen thousand. $600 for an IT, postgrad IT diploma that I did not have the money for, I had to borrow it from my parents, I had a bit of it, but not all of it, ended up being the best decision because then I got into the tech world. Then when I got into the tech world, I had a freak out moment when I was in t- uh, tech support and I wanted to move over into sales, and I had a complete freak out moment, went to my manager and said, I need to leave tech support, I need to get into sales, because I th- all the sales guys, they were selling to Nortel back then. You guys are Mm, young. Yeah, I remember. remember They were selling to Nortel and they were popping champagne bottles And I remember getting calls from Nortel with the tech guys freaking out on they couldn't install the software. And I was there trying to solve all the problems where all the sales guys were like making all the money. I'm like, what am I doing over on this side of the sea? I need need to get over there. And I went into my manager's office and I said, look, I talked to my wife. I need to move over into sales. I see a job posting. I'd like to transition into that role. Just wanted to let you know, is it okay if I go and apply? Because, you know, I was in the corporate world trying to get permission. He comes back 30 minutes later to my desk and he says, Tom, you know that job's in Winnipeg. (laughs) And I just had this freak out moment because I just basically told my manager, that I didn't want to work here anymore. There was no job posting. And, uh, you know, you know yeah. you're in the bad books in the corporate world. If you tell your manager that you don't want to work there anymore, it's kind of like that's as shit as you, that's as low as you can kind of go. So that a good was, thing we're not in the corporate world here because <laughs> all the things we say to you. Oh, man, no. No, but that was a freak out moment. But it worked out. Six months later, I did get over into sales. Then in sales, when I went from sales consulting to straight sales, I had a freak out moment when my Chicago field sales rep ripped me Ripped me an asshole and said, You're not going to amount to anything. These are my accounts. I'm taking all the deals because I was on the inside and I had to work with him and he was hogging all the deals. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm going on and on, but uh, that ended up being the best moment. And then quitting was a big freakout moment. And then Nick and I couldn't do any sales for a couple of months here when we were working with investors. Big freakout moment. But all those freakout moments have been like the best turning point moments in my life. So, Paul, just getting back to you, I think this is a great to me it's a great turning point point moment in your life
2: yeah it feels that way and everyone you know who's who I spoken to about this who's close to me they all said the same thing but as for me it was almost like an identity crisis because that was something being a fireman was always something I wanted to do from a kid and I I worked hard I went to college twice for it and I, and I did it and you know anyone who knew me, is, you know Paul oh Paul's a fireman that's the first thing they would say so it was a bit of an identity crisis and it was, uh, it was, it was tough, but I think I'm making, I've, I've come to terms with it.
0: Yeah. Very cool. And Andrew, um, I've lost track. How many kids do you have now? three three, three, three. three kids, <laughs> three going three, on, thir- 13. Th- three, three <laughs> on 13, 13 kids. <laughs> and I'm curious, man, cause you started uh, buying property early. What are you thinking about telling your kids about money and real estate? Have you thought about this yet? How old's um, Ivan? How old's your oldest? Ivan, my oldest is five. Yeah, have you start? I mean, I know they're young, but have you started thinking about this stuff? How many gold chains does he yeah. have? He's <laughs> got two or three. Yeah. I haven't already. Owned <laughs> He's got gold two or
1: three. <laughs> um, don't, you know I can't what? believe
0: you're sitting here without a big gold chain on <laughs> know, in front just, of me right I was now. In a this this in a rush is weird. Today. Do you want one yeah. of mine? Yeah, yeah. 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 You can't see Paul right now, but he has multiple gold chains on. I, f- I have <laughs> none 100%. on. I forgot yeah, them
1: today. Yeah. Um, I actually, I've thought about it recently because, and I actually recorded it. It was pretty funny. I have a video of it. But he told me, and I told him to say it again, he put it on video, that he said, when you die, I'm going to have all your money. (laughs) We were driving, and I'm like, what? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, when you die. He "He told me not to spend money, because when I die, he was going to get my money. He's got it all figured out. And so I said, oh, that's your plan? And he said, yeah. And I said, what if I spend all the money? And he just kind of got quiet. He's like, well, don't spend it all. (laughs) So I don't know. I have to, I'm going to hopefully get him into real estate. Hopefully he's interested in real estate, and he wants to invest. I think it's important.
0: Yeah, do you, I, I'm always, I, I think about that a lot now with Aiden being 17, he's saving up money. He wants to be, uh, buy a, his first rental property and that kind of stuff. And I just think sometimes I don't know if I was just talking to Mike about this. I don't know if I got lucky like the time Nick and I started buying properties, you know, the last 20 years for real estate has been like, could you have it any better? Interest rates have been low. There's been bits of ups and downs, but let's face it, this has been a good run. So sometimes I'm like, was I really smart or that good at anything? Or did I just get like kind of flat out lucky? on it, like buying properties well, and sitting on them. You know, I and have, I kind of debate that all the time. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, don't I, I did take you. the risk. I did take the risk, you know? Because everyone thinks that.
2: In hindsight, in real estate, if you own it for 10 or 20 years, you're always happy because that's the way real estate works over the past 200 years. But but when you're starting, there's always that perceived risk. But 10 years later, like, yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to right? say
1: that I looked into it more because I remember in 2008, I started investing in 2007. And then in 2008, and the market was crashing, everybody was telling me not to invest. And I was buying in Hamilton, and everyone's like, no, you're crazy. Don't worry, just wait. Just wait. Hamilton's so close to the States. The States is going bankrupt. Wait next month. Everything's going to be cheaper. Wait three months. And I remember uh, my wife, we were dating at the time, and I said, you know, one day everyone's going to look back and say how lucky I was. And I said it then. So that would have been like 11... Years ago, I said everyone's gonna call me Lucky's one day.
2: Yeah, Watch. I don't think there's any luck to it. I mean, you looked at the risk, you 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 did the formula, and it
0: worked. Yeah, right? yeah. Maybe I'm just in a weird place where sometimes I'm like, ah, things are going pretty well. Was I luck? Like, was I just did I just luck out on that kind of stuff?
2: The harder you work, the luckier and you get. Who says yeah. there's the best is still yet to come in real estate? Yeah,
0: yeah. The next 10 years is gonna be great here. The next 10 years is going to be great. Okay, before we get into some other newer stuff that you're up to, what's the latest in, ter- in your property in Turks? Everything's good there, because I think last time you guys were on the podcast you were like uh, it got hit big news okay
2: so i don't know if we mentioned it but uh the the ritz carlton is coming and or has come to turks and caicos they're building uh 13 stories which would be the one of the tallest or the tallest building in the on the whole island and um it's, it's they, they call it the um the ritz carlton effect so the, uh, almost like a starbucks effect they choose markets very carefully as, as you can probably imagine so you know all the uh, it's it's just having it there and being built right now, and the prices the units have sold for there has already pulled up the market. And that's not why we bought there anyway, but it's all very, very positive for us. And our property. What is, is it? A
0: two? Is your property a two-bedroom kind two, of villa? Two-bedroom, two-bedroom two villa. Is that it's what yeah. you call it? It's like it? a two-bedroom
2: cottagey villa. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Two-bedroom, two-bath. They all have each have their own ensuite washrooms. Like it's
0: its own building structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Detached. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And then we're about 500 meters away from where this Ritz Carlton is being built.
0: Yeah, remind me how you bought Is it when you went on vacation there?
2: Yeah, we we were originally looking to buy in Mexico, Mexico and different yeah. places and I, I just by chance went on vacation there with uh, with Laura while she was pregnant with our with our first daughter Isabella. And then you land and you get in your rental car and you're driving down Leeward Highway and the first thing you see on your left side is Scotia Bank. What the hell's going on here? The next thing you see on your right is CIBC. And the next thing you see again on your right is Royal Bank. You're like, "Wow." what's going on so I, we pulled in the next morning at 10 a.m i was the first guy at the bank knocking on the window be like let me in like what's up here what's, where's your financing how does it work so i was getting a lot of information then i started to analyze the rental market there and we started looking more seriously right
1: yeah paul i remember sent me pictures you wanted to buy in mexico for sure i wanted You're to like buy in mexico, for mexico. For sure. mexico. yeah yeah <laughs> i definitely wanted to buy in mexico yes. the big uh At the time, the downside of Mexico was two. Number one is that you never really own the land close to the beach. It's a 100-year land lease, and the bank owns it in trust for you. So that was an issue. But also, at the time, you're thinking, well, Mexico, you have to buy everything in cash. And uh, Paul sends me this thing. Hey, look, you know, it's like. 6% Six percent mortgages, they lend here and I'm like, all right, if they lend, let's go. Yeah. And that began the journey and then little after did we, we know. went yeah, little <laughs> do we know that it turns out they don't lend. Yeah, someone give you bad information. <laughs> well, it, they, the posters on the side of the C I B C They do lend,
2: but their 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 window of who they will lend to is extremely narrow. And for us trying to explain to them how a guy can own twelve properties. To them it doesn't make any sense i think like that not.
1: window of who they lend to goes as far as their second cousin yeah yeah got and if it. you're not related got it. Yeah. you're Maybe. not getting no, get a mortgage
0: free. you guys figured it out like everything else
2: but we ended up refinancing a few properties here and, and buying that property there and you know now i guess in hindsight i mean if it's it's been good for us and we enjoy it ourselves and we get a, a fair returns so we could have done better with our money here but uh, you know. Yeah, but
0: every once in a while, you have to do something for your own life and lifestyle. But yeah, right. and
2: that's what I'm getting to. If your portfolio is not improving your lifestyle in some way, then what the hell's the point? Like, mm-hmm. why, why, why do all this work? You know what I mean? It's all about you're investing for later in the future too. But in the short term, if the if the profits are there, why not use it to improve your lifestyle, right? Yeah, totally.
0: Nick and I bought that little place in Croatia that we have there. It's like kind of a we call it a two bedroom, but it's a one bedroom condo with a bachelor attached to it. So it's kind of like lockout a, suite. Yeah, kind of like that, and uh, I mean, we've used it now with the kids and the family for ten years. We have like mm-hmm. ten years, but Has it been 10 it's been ten years yeah, already. Next year, it's been nine uh-huh. years. Next year will be ten years. Wow. The guy that we go, the cafe we always go to, that the kids always go to for ice cream and drink, and it's great there because they let you can send the kids to get alcoholic beverages, and they just <laughs> serve the kids and yeah, they get ice <laughs> yeah, and they just walk like a glass of beer, like a big glass kind of mug of beer down right onto the beach. So you have big glasses of mugs and wine and spritzers and the whole thing. Um, but they're going to throw us a 10 year party on uh, nice. next year on the beach. So, yeah, we're super pumped about it. But yeah, next year it'll be 10 years already. But we bought that when we really didn't have the money to buy that. But now 10 years of lifestyle and summer vacations and the memories and the kids. My totally sister right. and brother in law bought the unit next door. Like, yeah, I wouldn't change that for the but, world. But so you're, you're I don't know if
2: you rent it or not, but even if you did, or we didn't, don't. We don't rent it out. Okay, So we do it. So our, our ROI is small, but OK, you can't steal this. I'm going to trademark this one we get a high R.O.L our return on
0: lifestyle is through the roof totally right yeah, yeah. so it's it's totally worth it yeah, yeah um okay so how do you guys now then go and start developing land because this stuff can you describe with the process who finds this land tell me about this project that you got on the go
2: well we started s- smaller i mean part of it was during this whole process of me kind of um fixing my health and all the things we talked about I was looking for other ways for my portfolio to generate income, not invest and create cash flow, but more generate income because I would be giving up fairly substantial income if I you know, retire from the fire sure. department, right? And a
0: big pension too, no?
2: Yeah, the pension I wasn't worried about. We have properties. I know. I don't want to sound like a jerk. But yeah, 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 no, yeah. I got it. Okay. Um, but uh, so we, we ended up doing um, uh, bought three over a period of uh, a year, we bought three little houses in St. Catharines and we knocked them down and we built semi-detached properties on them, each with their own basement suite. And we were able to sell um, each unit to an investor and then create a pretty good cash flow. Uh, And the investor would kind of create cash flow from having the brand new legal duplex and all at a price that you would pay for a resale home Of the same of of I shouldn't say less caliber, but of an older home, fifty years old.
0: uh, But this was a legal duplex, legal and brand new with
2: a Terry on warranty and all that kind of stuff. And so that worked really well for us. And then you know we we built some relationships with some builders and stuff like that, and you know stuff off market, and we were able to find this piece of land that was considerably larger than buying one house and making semis. It's Turns out we can put um, thirty-five units here.
0: So this is the piece of land just outside Saint Catherine's, Font Hill, Ontario.
2: Yeah, uh, it's uh, I think it's called the City of Pelham and the Town of Font Hill. Okay. But it's literally on your way to Welland. So as soon as you as soon as you pass Brock on the four hundred six, the next stop is Font Hill. Okay. And then after that's
0: Welland. Got it. And so the developer brings this piece of land to you that you met.
2: the The builder that I partner we partnered with. Yeah, he saw the, the opportunity. We did some analysis on it and we figured out how to do the joint venture. And then, yeah, we bought it. And uh, it's, it's it, you know what, it's, it sounds, probably sounds complicated if you haven't gone through it before, but when you break down numbers to numbers, it's income, operating expense, debt service, net cash, It's the same numbers, the same formula. So
0: when you bought this thing, you bought just the land. You guys we, both. We bought, bought the raw yeah, land. You bought the raw land. And the wow. financing for that was difficult? No. No? No.
2: Because when we went to the lender, we had a business plan attached to it. And it was, we're going to close and this is the site plan, this is the plan or or the We've submitted to the city. This is how many units we want to build. This is how much it's going to cost to build, and this is the profit margin.
0: And you just went to the regular banks like TD, RBC, BMO. We kind went of banks? to the,
2: the local credit unions down there.
0: Okay, because credit unions knew the area. They were local. They kind of had yeah. a vibe for what's going on.
2: And they want to lend to, to that kind of stuff because they understand it, right? They understand the value, and they want to help the local community. They have a mandate for that.
0: Okay, but then what about your own carrying cost? You buy this land, or you get financing through a credit union, but you got to carry the cost of this land now. Well, From time of closing of the land so to you getting money back, was there some time where you got to carry this thing? Yeah,
2: so this is what a lot of people don't understand. So okay. Angie's just smiling over here. Someone's you, got this figured you f- out. You finance that. Okay, so got when you it. submit to them a, a budget, everything goes in the budget,
0: you including the carrying cost yeah. of yeah. If okay. it
2: costs a hundred thousand a year, it goes into the budget, and they, they, you draw that out. So when they fund, you, you literally open an account, and then they fund the account, and then they take money out of the account. So they literally sort of take their own money back. It sounds crazy, but that's kind of how it works, because if it didn't, developing would be extremely difficult for a lot of people. Got it. And
0: I'm sure there was some kind of cap on how long they would, you know, you had, you had your yes. business plan with the expectation of closing on the land. And then how long from closing on the land to start development?
2: Uh, we, we, it hasn't started yet. Technically, we haven't closed on it yet. We okay. Were, we were able to negotiate uh, a longer closing date in order to get a lot of the permitting process done beforehand. So okay. Before got it. So working closed. with
0: the town of Font Hill. Right. Okay. Right. Got it. So you delayed the closing as long as possible to get all the permits done so that when you do close, you can jump right away.
2: Yes. And, mm-hmm. and then it gave us time to set up our marketing, develop all these.
0: I know these guys, you can't see this if you're listening to this, but you have like a builder's beautiful site, plan. site plan with the street and all the units. And like, How many
2: units are you building here? It's Thirty townhouses and a, like a, a five-unit
0: apartment building or a little small. five. Like you got, you know it's Like you're 34. Were you both 34? How old no, you? I'm 35. You're 35. Like I just remember you guys like 10 years ago, and now you're buying like your first rent rental property. You're buying your first property, and now you're <laughs> showing me a site plan with 31 units on it that you're doing. 35, developing. 35. <laughs> Sorry, with I see future residential off the side of that coming. Yeah. So there's more coming, but uh, yeah, that's 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 freaky, man. So. Um, Okay, so where are you? You have the permits all done now with the town, or they're, is that, they're that's almost in, they're almost done? Okay, like in the next sixty days. Okay, and for someone who hasn't, I mean, help me out here. I haven't developed land like this. You're going just to make sure you get approval for what you are building. So you propose to the city, yeah, here's what we're there's building.
2: There's lots of meetings you have with the city, and we hired a planner, like a city planner guy, to design and and fill this in, and and uh, with as much density as possible. To, to maximize
0: the profits while still providing a good product Does he, he doesn't work at the city anymore he's like a consultant He's yeah basically okay, like but a consultant. he used to work with the city so he knows what they like and don't He'd
2: like he never worked for the city but he has because he's an older gentleman and he's been around this area for many many he, years he knows he has the relationship okay. so Got it. we don't know what we're doing really or have little experience but sitting beside him he's doing all the talking And we're just there as okay, got it. So, that's so
0: you hired the expertise, smart. Mm -hmm. And is that how you were able to fit so many? Because you've done a nice job of fitting a nice amount of units in that piece of land. Well,
2: it's it's understanding what the city wants, also. They wanted in this particular area in the city, there's full of single family homes, just similar to any other suburban kind of neighborhood. But in this particular spot around the community center,
0: they wanted more density. And we were Who, who knew that the guy you hired, like, did you guys know that? The builder you guys knew? We, we knew sort that? Of That's knew, a very important piece of information, We, we no? sort
2: of knew that going in because we, 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 we talk, right? But we didn't know exactly what they wanted. So we submitted, when we tied up the land, we submitted to them several, a, a handful of different uh, plans, site plans. And this is how we can fit this amount of density. This is how we can do this. And this, what you, I mean, you can't see it here, but what you know, what Tom sees, this was the best plan.
0: This is where so we, you went and sat down and had meetings with them? Multiple. Yeah, okay. Multiple. Okay. Yeah. And then you got a sense of like what they wanted and what they would approve in that yeah. whole bit.
2: And the city really liked our plan. They they saw we didn't want to build, you know, crappy homes just to build it and make the most profit. We're, it's actually we're actually spending quite a bit of money to build something that's quality, so that we have a lasting, um, you know, good relationship with the end user or investor, whoever it is, and then that the, that the town actually appreciates it and doesn't look like crap in ten years.
0: Because we've all seen that. Is your financing? Um, It's the financing final approval dependent, I guess, on getting these permits. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So that's what, that's how they hedge themselves. You don't get the permits. We're not funding this project. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you've timed this all out. Okay. Yeah. So
2: it's a, it's a lot of back and forth, but it's just the way it goes. There's okay. No...
0: And at that town meeting, did it help to have the builder in that meeting as well? So I'd imagine it's that guy you hired, the builder. Us. You guys, yeah. you sit down with the town. They tell you oh. what they're hoping and to it's hear. All representative of the town, like yeah, someone have works in, in, in these meetings before. Yeah. Th- the water, the, the, utilities, recreation the, area, the recreation, the garbage, the fire thing. department.
2: Yeah. All these people. Yeah. The, region yeah, the of, fire
0: for the laneway access. The
2: region of Niagara. the the snow removal like city works people yeah got it because we have parking like uh you you see this parking we cut out here yeah do you know how hard that was to get in but yeah. that's very important. So you can't you
0: can't see this, but in a boulevard they've just kind of indented the curb a little bit, yeah. so you can almost do parallel parking like along parking. the side of the street. But yeah. it gives
2: people visitor parking, extra parking on the front of the 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 the, the, you yeah. know, the development, and right? And getting
0: that approval was difficult because somebody in the, the city snow removals a disaster. Yeah. Oh god! Because when
1: the plows come through, where are they going to put the snow? Yeah. Are they yeah. going to clear so it? So all, all these
0: little things you're learning so yeah. much. Yeah. This is great. Yes.
2: So all these little things we really wanted this to be a nice place for people to live, right? I mean, it sounds cliche, but We in ten years when I drive by it with my kid, I want
0: to be proud of it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it uh, makes a ton of sense. And then whose idea? Because some of these units you guys are setting up with is it second suites or no? Yeah, we
2: have um, twelve sort of slab on grade townhomes. Uh, No basement. That's what that means. uh, In uh, on the rear of the the land um, that uh, the main level. Um, has a bedroom in the back. That w- there is an upgrade option where you can we can put a kitchenette and a lockable door, a lockout, so that you could rent that bedroom uh, on its own. It has its own washroom also, and it could be a little Airbnb suite or a little rental. suite. And the town
0: of Font Hill is all okay with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So those are great units. Yeah. And then we have... Those are great units just for like as in-law suite type, like I mean legal type in-law suite stuff, second unit entirely, whatever you want to do it with it. Those
1: are legal single family homes. But with a single family home, you can rent out, let's say on Airbnb, you can rent out individual bedrooms. But the way we've set it up is on the main floor, there's a bedroom with a separate entrance right off the bedroom a kitchenette, a full bathroom, so it's like its own self-contained unit.
0: And locked out to the rest of the house. And it's
1: locked out. And then upstairs is another bedroom, kitchen, living room. The
0: the freaky part is this isn't just attractive to investors, because obviously investors are going to love that. Like investors are going to jump all over that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they have been all over you already. And (laughs) they have already sold. Yeah, all all those ones are sold? There's,
2: Yeah, right now I I think there's one left. There's one that might might come up. And then the townhomes in front of it are not sold. We, we, we just literally opened up like a, a sneak peek. What we did, we just got this site plan that Tom's looking at uh, back to us in the last two weeks. So we can had, we like, put
0: an image of this site plan on our website just so that absolutely. people can. Okay, good. We'll do we, that.
2: we just got a sneak peek of this uh, or, or sorry, we just got this back in full color recently. So we had like a sneak peek sort of event and we just trying to showcase it to people and, and, and we sold two units. At that of uh, the
0: townhomes that are in front of these other ones. Three. Yes, there's
2: three. Three. Yeah, yeah that's right. And uh, so we're going to have another small launch uh, of our of, small release or launch, whatever you want to call it, of these townhomes in the front. We call them the courtyard towns. So they're
0: full out townhouses. We're going to have a small uh, release of those to investors shortly. So j- getting back to what you've done on those ones that have those lockout that you're calling like mm-hmm. lo- separate lockout units mm-hmm. or like a legal duplex, however you want to call this stuff. That, not only is this attractive to investors, but you know, the whole millennial generation that can't afford to buy something, if they can buy something and then legally rent out a part of their home to help them cover the mortgage payment, it's like this, yeah, like this, the demand for, like, if you put something like this up, can you imagine putting something like this up in Oakville or Burlington? Do you know how much you would, I, and I know, I know land and I, Burlington has no much land, Oakville, I'm just saying, Mrs. Mississaug- no, but I just mean, I would do it, in but heart. let's just talk to Golden Horseshoe entirely, like. I know, and you guys know, I mean, you're old now that you're in your, like, (laughs) uh, early and mid-30s or whatever. But, like, someone who's late 20s now, starting to look around, starting to form a family, wanting to buy their first home. If they can get something like this, you guys are presenting an option that really the market needs desperately yes right absolutely so is and and, and I you have future development are you gonna continue on this other piece of land well, that's here really are you? Yeah. what we think the
2: crown jewel of this little development is we have only six we can build just because of we don't
0: have the space okay that's in the next piece of development so that's like phase two of your development here
2: yeah, it's sort of like a phase two uh, but it's we just haven't we haven't even have the drawings yet.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. Got it. So it's all happening at the same time. That's just a yeah. little later. Okay. We just have all the floor plans here.
2: So these, um, and Tom will put a po- post a picture of it. It's six full uh, 1,700 square foot towns, but across the laneway, there's a double garage and there's an option to build an absolutely legal uh, suite above the garage, a one bedroom suite. A Fonzie so suite.
0: I know I'm old when I say Fonzie <laughs> suite. They call fon- it,
2: the, the, the fancy
0: name is called a carriage house suite. Yeah, that does sound fancy. Yeah. Okay, but so like across, so the you have the laneway that you walk across to get to your own garage in this the, these yeah. ones here double garage that you're yeah. talking about now, double car garage. But you're saying legally, if you want, you can build the option to have a separate apartment about above that garage. So it's not even attached to your own house. Exactly. Like this is brilliant. And they
2: get their own parking spot, and because it's not attached to the yeah. house, they have their own hot water yeah. tank, furnace, air conditioner. Electrical panel, everything is yeah, yeah. completely there. you
0: you know what? Just listening to you guys map this out, this is kind of like the future of all development that we're going to see. Like you guys are really on the cutting edge of you, some of this. You shit. need
2: to do this, and they're already doing it a lot in uh, in the U. S. The developer we partnered with, it, he goes to a lot of conferences and learns, and which you have to do which is why he, we, we like him and he's good. And they're, they're doing a lot of this uh, extra density yeah, stuff. Yeah, like urban
0: planners, this is the way to go. That's what I'm looking for, yeah, urban planners. Yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah, And I can even see that in Toronto on Monday at our team meeting. Remember we were talking about how some of the condo developers in Toronto were thinking about doing more and more three-bedroom condo units because always in the past has been a lot of what some bachelors, one-bedroom, two-bedroom were like the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe some three-bedroom and a new condo development in Toronto,
2: but not a lot. It'd be the penthouses. Yeah,
0: that kind of stuff. But now they're talking about there's a demand for multi-generational families where you need to have maybe more than one family unit in one condo. If they were smart, they would do the third bedroom as a lockout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but I mean, this is the trend that we're on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know some people are hearing that because I think some people hear three bedroom, if you're an investor already, you automatically think Airbnb, like I'll rent these kinds of things out. But I mean, just sheerly from what the population of Canada needs in the Golden Horseshoe area, the the demand's changing, it's a single family home is beyond the scope for most people. So now condo developers are meeting the need with three bedroom condo units. Like over the next 10 years, and this is where I kind of, sometimes when I h- hear an investor think about real estate, I feel like sometimes shaking them a little bit in a good way, but saying, you don't understand the opportunity here in the next 10 years, buy anything you can get your hands on right now. But if you do that with people who don't know you, they just think you're trying to sell them a piece of garbage yeah. and you don't have their interest. But I really do have their interest in mind because I'm like 10 years from today with the population growth in this area, Area, it's going to explode. Like I, no one was talking about Font Hill like three years ago no. now I'm hearing a it's whole St. Ca- yeah, Catharines, Font Hill, Welland and the reason that's exploding if you're listening to this and you don't know where this area is let me map it out the distance between Barrie and Toronto is the exact same distance it's one kilometer difference from Toronto to St. Catharines yep. so that area of Font Hill and Welland is just outside St. Catharines so it's it's kind of like just going up to Barrie from Toronto but kind of going the other way around Lake Ontario yep. and the Met- Metrolinx has announced just recently this month while I was gone in Croatia they they announced they're going to have more weekend access out there and they're going to put more trains on their existing go train network but they we know from some rockstar members who work at Metrolinx who are telling us they're in negotiation with cn rail to get more more um, go train access through rush hour time slots yes. from hamilton to st catharines and they're going to run them right from st catharines all the way to downtown toronto yep. like this area is just going to continue to explode with our population growth
2: yeah the way the way I, what I tell people uh, even some of the classes we teach and I purposely say in 10 years when you think single-family home it's a condo it won't yeah. be a single-family home that's what the normal single-family home for people will be so if you have a single-family home people are going to look at you and be like what you have a detached home with no neighbors how did you do that it's going to be like a thing it's that
0: almost like when i go to italy to visit carol's relatives my wife's relatives and it's <laughs> like nobody in florence is buying a single-family home impossible do you know what I mean? no, no one has like a single-family home everybody lives in kind of 3 4 level stacked yeah. places with mul- you know multiple bedrooms and that kind of stuff that's like, like a sing- flat yeah like a flat thank you that's the single family home so yeah, yeah i see what you're saying this yeah. is it that's it you got the, 10 years basically you have a 10 year window and and uh, some people if they're younger get depressed when i talk like that cuz like shit i'm missing out no this is a big opportunity save your money get a down payment together it take it's a lot of hard work to save you got to maybe start a side hustle job something get a down payment together to buy property and I don't have a crystal ball, but if you can cover it, if you can buy a unit like you guys are selling where, where the cash flow is going to be there, I'm imagining those ones cash flow with those two units like that. Yes,
2: the the ones where the with the carriage house, they will cash flow.
0: Yeah, yes. buy something like that. So even if the market comes down a little bit, you have the cash flow to protect yourself because the market's never going to go up always forever. So, uh, yeah, this is exciting stuff, man. But to your point, point, I, and I, I tell this to younger people all the time, is that
2: what if you're investing you always have to buy a house that you know you can move into too. And if it has a second suite even better. So you can subsidize what you're how you're living because it's not cheap to live in a
0: detached totally. home either. W- what have you guys what's been the hardest part of this process so far? And and by the way, Paul, did you talk Andrew into, did Andrew jump into this right away or did you have to talk him into this project with no, you?
2: No, I told him I had five minutes he was in. Yeah. It was <laughs> I one made of a those decisions. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah.
0: I noticed you didn't tell me and Nick about it.
2: Yeah. You guys don't listen to me.
0: No, I listened. I bought the other property. It's the last ago. time you didn't give him a commission. Hey, there oh. you go. <laughs> 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 the volume of that thing <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna go back. I'm sure we gave you 500 bucks, I thousand know. bucks. It was I probably a thousand. I was dollars. still waiting
2: for the rest of the two and a half percent. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, <laughs> so you bought this land. <laughs> lesson learned on that one. Uh, uh, <laughs> you bought this. Um, and then what's the timeline now so like when do you think it'll start when shovel hits the ground what's that what's that time the shovel will hit the ground in the spring okay got it and then uh they're finished then in the fall no it will take
2: uh, it'll take a good two years to build okay got it wow
0: okay so now so 2022.
2: so realistically yeah like if let's say by the spring every single unit sold we'll build as much as we can at once cuz it's it's quicker
0: easier and probably saves okay, money okay got it right? so you need to sell a certain amount of units to get the funds together to build the project just like every Absolutely. other developer like we yeah, can't
2: yeah. go there and send a foundation guy to dig one foundation Yeah, yeah got we'll it. go broke in yeah, 2 minutes got it. Right? okay
0: so you're in your marketing phase now where you're talking about this stuff getting the word out yeah. i feel like you're just starting to talk about it have we're you been we're just
2: talking? starting we're just starting it to mention it to investors and offering our you know without sounding cheesy like our friends and family rate, like people we know like this is the
0: bottom lowest cheapest price we can give you without losing our shirt what's been the hardest part so far actually getting the word out about this project
2: yeah it's challenging and uh i think i called you once about it i was hiring some marketing people and that's been a challenge too and uh, the marketing person helped us kind of design and get this printed and all that kind of stuff but the whole lead generation and communicating with them, and we're already doing that in our own business. But I feel it,
0: like you guys do a pretty good job of that. For but yourself. it's a different, it's a different yeah. conversation, and Agreed. we had
2: to learn and make mistakes and lose money and other uh, like, guys. Usual, I'm sure you've talked mm-hmm. about that a million times, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's been a little bit of a challenge. But uh, for the most part, it's we're, we're learning and it's it's getting much more popular. The public, the people, the young people in Font Hill in Niagara, uh, they're waiting for us to have our you know, in quotations, launch day.
0: Like do you that. have a big sign out there now?
2: Yeah, we we haven't got to that yet. Okay. But we should. Yeah, Paul just looked defeated when I mentioned that. Oh, my yeah, God. Got I mean, yeah, got it. Okay, so there's a lot to do.
0: Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, have you all – okay, so this project, it's, it's very early on then, but have you extrapolated out both of your lives over the next 10 years? Like, do you think you'll do another development project? Yeah. I mean, this yeah, is early. Sure. You have a lot of headaches in front of you. I'm sure you guys both know. The bank's gonna cause you problems. There's gonna be timeline issues. There's yeah. gonna be all kinds of problems you're gonna go. Yeah, gonna we're gonna with.
2: say it's gonna close in 2021. It's gonna close in 2022. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, but that's how this stuff goes. That's how real estate works. But after you, look how much you're gonna learn through this project.
2: Yeah, you know? we're, we're already looking at other stuff. You are, eh? Yeah. Because now we now that.
0: You, now you know the business plan on how to take it to the banks.
2: It's like 10 years ago when we did our first property and we, we both did a rent to own on our first property. Once you do it once and you learn, you're like, whoa, well, mm-hmm. I can do this again. Right. Mm. It's just this in this case, there's more zeros Would the Business
0: Development Bank of Canada do anything like this. I can't remember when that was. So when we approached them on financing for Rockstar's new office, they wanted a company with a history and then they were then they'll just bend over backwards and lend you whatever you want. But on this, you're going to have some history now. I just don't think they do residential real estate. Yeah, I don't think so. No, but this is land development. I think with BDC, this is a business which happens to develop land and sell residential real estate. If you as an investor go to the BDC and say, hey, I want to buy one single family home as a rental, they don't do financing for that. No, no. But I think for your stuff, you should talk to them the bdc has been pretty good it's man.
2: it's it's uh, i will on your based on your advice yes. but it's project to project right like cause, sure you know the, the credit union who did the financing who will do the financing here may not like the next project
0: yeah no totally yeah agreed. But I agree but I think you should definitely check them out like when we were checking out the BDC we were also going to TD because that's our primary bank for the mm. business we also went to RoyNet, which is the biggest commercial lender competitor to the BDC mm. and the BDC was better on interest rate they were better on terms and what I mean by that is our personal guarantee was less as a percentage of what we were borrowing, and not only less as a percentage, mm-hmm. and time. Over time, we could reduce our personal guarantee faster um, on on what we were buying. And um, they're a non-demand lender, so that they never call their loans due. Mm-hmm. If you can't make payments, they'll just work with you to figure it out. Like well, they're clearly, an, yeah, that's pretty good. That's mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. As soon as we heard that, and so and they only they look at your financials once a year instead of twice a year. So the other banks wanted, and w- Nick and I have never o- opened the books to Rockstar. We've never really carried debt or anything. So ha- the thought of having the banks look at our financials twice a year just seems kind of crap yeah. to me. But but we had to do it, and BDC is just once a year. So all these things together made BDC really attractive. And then on this, we're not taking them up on this offer, but they would. They went right up to zero percent down plus lending for the buildout costs. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, and that's a bit of the financial history of Rockstar. Was gave them the confidence to do that, but they went that far. Yeah, on yeah. a commercial project. I think I think you should check just ex- it w- it's worth exploring.
2: Yeah, yeah, we will for sure cuz I, I, I don't think this will be our we might not we might do one bigger we might do one smaller, who knows. It's really opportunistic what you find so a- what makes sense. Andrew,
0: when you come home and tell the wife you're doing this project, this like full support, like this is big, this is big yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't doubt you anymore on this stuff? No. She must have doubted you at the beginning, no?
1: No. Actually, she never doubted me probably from the beginning. Really? Eh? Even when we were dating, she was saying, "Go ahead." <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she locked what, you up, man. Yeah, she's and, like, "Do and, your thing."
0: And Paul, what about you? Family all on board on this?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, no one's no one's nagging yeah, me over no. that. These
0: are big projects, man. Yeah, you guys are in your thirties doing this kind of stuff. Okay, and uh, Paul, what I want to talk to you about is uh, you told me about Sardinia in Italy, and uh, did you go there? I haven't. No, it's on my list. Next. Okay, Sardinia. So if you go to Italy and you like going to Mexico, you haven't done your like three month journey to Mexico. It's January. Oh, is that coming? Yeah, January six. Till how long are you going for this time? Till April. Six, oh, you're doing it again seven, something like that. Yeah. Oh, nice. And are, you don't join him. You usually join him for a few weeks. I, I'm going to go huh?
2: for about four weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how are you going to do this? How old are your kids right now? Five. Okay, two you can still kind of do this because you're not going to be able to do this when my they're... my wife's
1: ready. a teacher, so she's got the curriculum and stuff. We're going to teach them from there.
0: Even when they're in like grade three and four and five and that kind of stuff. No,
1: it's probably going to have to slow down. Okay. But he's like next year is like senior kindergarten
2: yeah
0: yeah you're not, so no, you're not missing already. anything they got so, the so you're biggest, gonna do it again for three, three months i feel like you middle. haven't done it in like two years maybe
1: no i took last year last <laughs> winter was off because Tanya was it was just one year Tanya, and oh, the year shit. before we went yeah yeah okay so we yeah. just took one's winter off because she was pregnant
0: and you can really go to mexico and enjoy it for three months yeah i love it there. you don't get like bored after well like, you,
2: you change you convert your entire lifestyle no
0: yeah i got it you do, totally adapt
2: yeah it's it's fantastic
0: you're working from there yeah I work, I my cell phone, my
1: other phone, I, I VoIP, I got internet, and you got everything.
2: Well, it helps to have a team here. It's true. People, yeah, you and you guys yeah, have we a team here, here now.
1: Okay, so you got, got to figure We got boots on the out. ground here back in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're constantly, I probably actually, my, a lot of the clients I work with will say that I respond quicker.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably more relaxed down there too. Yeah, yeah there's a so lot less responsibility. Where, where are you going in Mexico? Playa del Carmen. You always go there? Yep. You're going to rent the same place?
1: Uh, like a different unit in the same building. Is it expensive to complex. rent a place for three months? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Get like a ballpark a number just to give me perspective. Oh uh, man, like eighteen hundred a week. Eighteen hundred a week. Well, okay. mine, no, mine. That's not, yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, but it's not right. too bad either. No, it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So it's a nice place. Yeah.
1: We gotta have space too, and then people will come visit. I got my parents are going to come visit. My mother-in-law is going to visit a different time. My cousin will come. Like people come and go. It's interesting. Once you book these trips, then people are like, oh, really? Can
2: I
0: like. What are you doing for transportation down there? Nothing. Because you're right on the beach. Everything's right there. Oh, We are
2: walking like six kilometers a day minimum.
0: And then. So how long will you join? You'll go down there for how long, Paul?
2: I'll probably get my own unit and for about four weeks.
0: Yeah. Good for you guys, man. Yeah. I find it so nice to get away. Like coming back after being away this year was shorter. Um, but being away just for a few weeks and then coming back here, you just think that we're all running around crazy in North America. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, like you are totally getting away. Different. And then my mind opens up a little bit. Like I can think clear. I have new ideas. I have new things to say. I just feel like my mind is like knotted up before mm-hmm. I go. And then it almost takes like a couple of weeks just to like relax. Mm-hmm. And then you can have kind of new thoughts just about life and about like, you know, your decision's on fire. That's when I can make that kind of decision, when I'm kind of relaxed in that kind of state and kind of think about things clearly Mm -hmm. because over here you just get worked up about so much stuff i find even if you try to make your perfect day your perfect week there's just so many variables going on here it's really really difficult you
1: know it's good for the kids too because they're like we're around
0: all the time and they get a lot of attention and we can do things with them yeah the
2: quality time you can't
0: and and not just that i think for your kids both your kids it's the perspective they get on the world Mm -hmm. and life by leaving canada like my kids when we go over to europe and they see the different it's a different lifestyle over there mm-hmm. different people they talk about different things it, i love the fact that they're getting that perspective your kids are getting that you you're v- nobody else your age is really doing this kind of stuff you guys have built a really nice life for yourself i mean congrats on that yeah we try. yeah okay what else anything else going on with you too? i don't
2: know i think i, I don't think, think that this guy's driving life, his
0: maserati around and you still have that maserati <laughs> yep Listen, to, this is the difference between me and Andrew. Just say like, because <laughs> oh I, I like I can appreciate new cars and stuff like that. But uh, and someone else in the office got here a, a motorcycle, one of those uh, Indian motorcycles yeah. or whatever. And everyone's got some nice thing. Do you know what Nick and I purchased? Electric scooters. Oh <laughs> come on! We <really? laughs> got those what? electric scooters. That's the difference. In between For Canada. <laughs> There's this company. Have you guys heard of this <laughs> boosted board thing? Have you heard no. of it? No, no, not an electric scooter like a Vespa. I mean like a kid's scooter that you put your foot on and this thing goes forty kilometers an hour. Have you been to LA, California recently? You know how they're renting those out on the streets? Like you go down the street and you can rent scooters, you put the app on your phone. You no, guys haven't done this recently? No. All over San So last time we were in San Diego on the you, sidewalk? On the, no, they're everywhere around the whole city. So on the sidewalk. in San yeah, no, the whole city. I gotta tell you something funny in a second. We're in San Diego, and I'm not gonna mention names, but we're in San Diego to a conference, and you can go to your hotel, and there's just a group of them parked there. So you get your phone out, you get the oh, app. Oh, it's you like scan. the bike shares. Yeah, but they're just there's no definite location. They're just scattered through the whole city. And so you grab one whenever you see it. Then you take it maybe to the gym or to coffee to get breakfast or whatever. Then when you get off it, you just park it in front of the coffee shop. You check out with the app. And then if someone else walking by wants it, they take it from there. Like there's no set location to leave it. So they're just literally scattered all over San Diego. And you can drive them on the street. So you're driving them with cars. But you have no helmet on. You have nothing on. So a group of us went to this conference and we discovered these things. So six or eight of us are now whipping around San Diego in these things. We find some... Old uh, parking garages, and you can start whipping up these parking. These things go really quite fast, <laughs> and some outdoor malls <clears> that are closed. <throat> and you can kind of scoot around yeah, yeah. these outdoor malls like it's the most amazing thing. Then you go down on the boardwalks, and you kind of take these things, and then we start trying to jump, and people start falling, and it gets all kind <laughs> of dangerous. So Nick and I kind of fell in love with these things, and then one of the companies that makes this boosted board thing said they're gonna uh, they come up with a new scooter. It goes forty kilometers an hour, wow. and they're shipping to Canada. And it comes next week. So my point is, <laughs> my point is, so, so you have a beautiful car, Andrew. Everyone else has this thing. Me and Nick have these little scooters. We're gonna do scooter race in the parking lot. So if you're listening to this and you come to the Rockstar office, because when we moved to the new office, it's got a great parking lot. We're gonna do We're gonna do races because we have multiple of these. So we I had do a it. couple questions. That's our that's our excitement.
1: So if you go to like Whole Foods. And you park your scooter outside. What if I think it's just one of these community
0: ones and I steal yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I know. I've thought the same thing. How are you going to lock it up? I know and it's then a if disaster. you go inside and it's, to and shop. it's heavy enough, because I thought like I'll just carry it in the mall. That sounds it's like a, such a California thing. It totally doesn't work here. Yeah, yeah it doesn't make any sense. But what happens doesn't right. if, doesn't if make you, you go in? Sense. Yeah, it, o- it only works probably Three until months. like, yeah to Halloween, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. What if you go and you take it <laughs> yeah, to the store? Yeah, it's not a, not a smart purchase. <laughs> you
1: go in to buy something, and then when you come out, somebody else just rented it away from yeah, you. Yeah, You're walking back home.
0: Oh, there's so many of them they're everywhere like if if, if it's left like around san diego and I, i've heard la is the same right now there's so many and there's three different companies one of the guys that we were with his wouldn't turn off you know the person i just don't want to mention the name we were coming back from dinner uh so it's pretty late at this point and his wouldn't turn off like the app wouldn't turn off and you can't get you get billed by time right oh, shit. so he starts outside the hotel he throws his in the bushes because he didn't want anyone else to like take it and i'm like hey you can't just throw it in the bushes there because you're at it's still activated like you're still getting charged <laughs> so we had to get it you have to call it we have to call a, like a customer service number late at night, yeah, and try yeah. to get this thing deactivated or remotely or whatever so yeah it definitely has problems but there's three companies and there's they're literally littered around the city I heard someone in San Diego was telling me that Some mom with her kid was riding it, and they kind of got into an accident. The kid got hurt because I guess she put her little kid in front of her on this thing. So they're a disaster. Like I don't understand how these things aren't outlawed. Yeah, Yeah, it's not. Well, yeah, but apparently they're all over the place. Someone's gonna get sued. It's a disaster. Yeah, it's a disaster. Doesn't make sense to have in Canada. That's what Nick and I got. So, so there you go. You can ride. I know you're going to want to ride it when you go when you, Sure. Uh, no when you, so before I let you guys go, when you're talking to new investors, what do you, um, what do you tell them now about investing in real estate? So someone, I know you guys are onto, you know, these projects in Font Hill and that kind of stuff. How do you explain to a new investor areas around the Golden Horseshoe? What do you, what do you share?
2: Oh man, you almost can't lose.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. But do you talk population growth, transportation? What is it that you guys share?
2: I, I, I'm always trying to figure out kind of what's. You know, that's almost a secondary conversation. I'm trying to okay, figure so out uh, what their goals are. What, no, not even what their obstacle is, because there's always something that they're worried about or fearful about. And I'm trying to sort of eliminate that because if you can, they seem to people make their own decisions very fast. You know what I'm saying? And then, then all that stuff is an easy conversation afterwards. Yeah, got it. But okay. if, if you're talking and they're not listening because they're fearful of something, then it's, it's all on deaf ears.
0: And uh, do you see common fears with new investors right now?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I have enough money, what if I can't rent it, you know what I mean? Well, this area is not in Toronto or it's not Mississauga. Can I get a renter in Hamilton or in Niagara Falls or Fawn Hill? Or they're, they're not yeah,
0: familiar yeah. with and this it's area. It's kind of because we've been doing this for a long time, all of us together. It's easy to just dismiss those things, but those are real objections to proceeding for sure.
2: Yeah, they're very simple to solve because, yes, the answer is yes to everything. You can do it. But, yeah, people, if you're not familiar with that, they, they need a lot of coaching. And then everything, all the conversations are easy from there. Yeah, got it. Yeah,
1: uh, I think people make a lot of excuses, though, right? Like if it's either, oh, the location isn't right or the market isn't right or the financing isn't right, but ultimately it's just fear, right? And it's time in the market, so just get in. Just get in and wait. Wait it out. Wait like 10 years and then see if you like it.
0: For this project, how do people find out about you? What's the URL? Where do people go? It's, uh,
1: Summerside's Muse. S U M M E R S I D E S M E W S dot com.
0: Summersides dot com. Yeah. Yes.
1: That's the project. You can register there if you want to get on the list or if you want to be notified on any of the pre launch events and things like that. And you can register there. Yep. You're or su- just shoot us an email.
0: Summersides dot com. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Summersides with an S. Yeah. yeah. Summersides Muse. I really should have worked with you on that URL. Summersides yeah. Muse? There yeah, was a no, it was it. The marketing. Was the marketing guy, yeah. I didn't like the summersidesmusecom Okay, we're going to link to this. Yeah, so when we send out, if you're idea. listening to this, go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. On this podcast episode, we'll have an image of the site plan and we'll have the URL where you can go to to get uh, notified about the different releases. But you're selling some right now. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, they can find your contact information they, they, on the site?
2: They, they can. Uh, if, uh, we'll, we'll consider anyone listening to this podcast a, a friend or family and okay so they just yeah. mentioned
0: that they heard you on the podcast yeah,
2: we're, n- we're not publicly releasing this there is no public launch how come you're launch. not
0: publicly releasing it
2: Uh, you know it's we're not ready to do it yet okay so you're
0: just going step by step
2: yeah we're not ready to do it yet and uh, you know we, we'd rather you know expose the development to our friends and family and you know do it that way like everyone else does kind of and uh, if it, we know if they like it they'll buy it right? Yeah. and we got their back
0: Awesome, guys. Hey, look, man, we've worked together a long time. I didn't know we'd be working together this long. I don't think Nick and I knew that we would grow Rockstar to this point. I just really want to thank you for everything that you guys do. Some of some of our our tastes are different. I drive a scooter. You have a a Maserati. (laughs) I don't even know if you want me to bring up your, your car. But I mean, I really just you guys always have your heart in the right place. You know, I think sometimes people can see people doing things like land development. I have no idea what you post on Instagram and stuff. And people can make judgments about you, Andrew, yourself, Paul. I'm not saying they do, but I'm I'm sure some people do. I'm sure they do. Right? And I just want, if you you don't know these guys, they have good hearts. They have uh, everyone's best intentions in mind. And that's why it's worked out so well for us over the last 10 years. You know, we've always told everyone who's here... The number one thing, the number one principle we live by here at Rockstar is do the right thing. And you guys always do the right thing. So I really want to thank you for that. I feel blessed and honored that we've crossed paths. It's freaking exciting for me to see what you're doing. Like this is incredible kind of stuff. And not only are you doing it for yourselves, you're also helping investors, you're helping the community. Like there's just a lot of spillover, a positive effect to all this. So keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I'll wait for the invite down to Mexico too so I can come cool, down. Come on anywhere. down. Yeah, cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> see ya. Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradz again. So I just want to repeat the URL. It's summersidesmuse.com. That is the hardest URL to remember. So we're gonna put it at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. If you find the link to this episode there, it'll be there for you as well. At rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. It'll be there as well. But it is summersides plural muse. So, summersidesmuse.com is the URL where you can go check out that land development project that they have. We're also going to put the image, the site plan image that we discussed on this episode at... The RockstarInnerCircle.com forward slash podcast URL. So there on the on the page for this episode, you will find that image there as well. So if you want to check out the site plan just to get an idea of what they're up to and what they're doing, I find this st- stuff very interesting. You can kind of check that out there. And if you are listening to this and you want to come out to one of our real estate training classes and meet us, just like Andrew and Paul met us ten years ago, you can do that at CanadianRealEstateTraining.com. So that's www.canadianrealestatetraining.com. That's a ninety minute introductory training class. Nick and I are there. We go through all the ways we're helping real estate investors right across the Golden Horseshoe today. We stick around at answer uh, afterwards to answer any questions. It's a great time for all. And with that, until next time, your life, your terms.